you're thinking you might want to make the move to Plymouth, Michigan. Well, stick around because I'm going to touch on six things you must know about moving to Plymouth, Michigan right now. Welcome to the Real Estate in Michigan Audio Experience Podcast with your host and local real estate professional, Andrew McManaman. What's going on, everyone? Andrew McManaman here with Living in Michigan and, of course, your all-time favorite Michigan realtor, helping people like you buy, sell, invest in the wonderful state of Michigan. Plymouth area is split off into two separate municipalities, one being, of course, the city of Plymouth and the other being Plymouth Charter Township, where a combined of 36,000 people across 18 square miles call it home. One of the best things right off the bat about Plymouth is the downtown area. Plymouth was settled in 1825, and the downtown area still serves as the center not only for for commerce, but for social gathering as well for almost 200 years. Just to put the city's priorities into perspective, in the 1980s, the city actually hired a downtown development authority to focus on economic development and to ensure the town is held to a higher standard. Just between the years of 2016 and 2022, the development authority has made quite a few accomplishments from renovating the Central Park deck and partnering with several sponsors for the annual events to reconstruction of the fleet street alley and adding several dozen businesses in downtown Plymouth which has earned them among the lowest vacancy rates in Michigan. Downtown Plymouth sponsors and puts on over 130 events annually which includes Art in the Park, the Plymouth Ice Festival, concerts in Kellogg Park during the summer, Plymouth's Fall Festival along with Sanchez Arrival slash tree lighting. There are also several groups that meet weekly for concerts, workouts, running, etc. Not only are these annual events extremely popular downtown, so are some of the entertainment options such as performances at the historic Penn Theater, live music at several of the venues throughout the town, and of course, the opportunity to experience one of the greatest history museums in Metro Detroit at Plymouth Historical Museum. I may have taken a field trip there as a kid, that's how cool it is. Schools don't take you on field trips to places that aren't cool, so that's just an FYI. The downtown area is the focal point to Plymouth as a whole, so on the other end of the spectrum, residents say that's all there is to the city, is this downtown area. Outside of that, it's just your typical suburbia with not a whole lot to offer. I think to a certain extent, it's a fair statement. I have covered several cities that have quite a few similarities to Plymouth and offer a little bit more, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad place to live. It all comes down to what your preferences and lifestyle are like. Every city has something unique about it, otherwise I wouldn't feel the need to continue making videos about the several different cities in Southeast Michigan, and I'm sure a lot of Michigan residents can attest to that statement as well. Which brings me to the second thing to note about Plymouth, Michigan, which kind of contradicts what I just said about the downtown being the only thing there is to the town of Plymouth. So for those people out there unfamiliar with the town, it gives you a few different perspectives about the city offerings, and at the end of it, you can make your own well-informed decision based on everything that was laid out to you. Kicking this off, we have Kellogg Park. Kellogg Park is the heart of Plymouth where all the events and gatherings take place and branch out. In 1856 it was actually the site for the Barnum Circus so it's safe to say it's been a huge focal point for entertainment for a few generations and it's smacked between Ann Arbor Trail, Main Street, Penniman Avenue, and Union Street so this attraction tends to get a lot of eyes on it as people drive by and admire the large water fountain right in the middle of the park. If we take a look at Plymouth Charter Township as a whole there are three 
three different lakes, Phoenix Lake, Wilcox Lake, and Newburgh Lake, which seem to be all available to the public to a certain extent. Wilcox Lake has a lengthy fishing pier in their recreation area with a playground across the street. Phoenix Lake is surrounded by main roads, so I'd have to assume some people fish right off of North Hill Road. Newburgh Lake has a few different offerings from the Newburgh Public Lake Access and Sumac Point Recreation Area to the Newburgh Point, along with a few biking and hiking trailheads that stretch from one side of the lake to the other. These three lakes are also connected to each other by creeks and rivers, and I have heard people accessing the river to get to these lakes as well. In terms of parks and recreation, aside from the spots located off of the few lakes and along the river's edge, there's the Plymouth Township Park, which connects to the Hilltop Golf Course, and several little parks and playgrounds scattered throughout some of the residential areas. The next aspect on this list, coming in at number three, is the location. Plymouth has a great location, is almost centrally located in Metro Detroit, so you have a nice, easy commute near other great cities such as Ann Arbor, Northville, Novi, and being just under 30 miles to Detroit, Royal Oak, and Ferndale. It also has a great commute to the nearby expressways as well, taking 275 north and south and M14 east and west allows you to have much more flexibility with your job opportunities in the area since you are more capable to handle a great commute from this location. With this in mind, depending on where your mind was with all the parks and recreation destinations in Plymouth, you have the ability to hop over to Northville to experience Maybury State Park, Novi to go to 12 Oaks Mall, and Arbor, which speaks for itself, really. But instead of focusing on what Plymouth is located near, I'll talk about number four on this list, the restaurants and shopping scene. And before I dive too far into this and what the city offers, I want to attach a link in the description so you can see the available parking in the city ahead of time so you don't find yourself driving around in circles, along with a walking map business directory for all your downtown needs. I also want to link the city's newsletter in the description so you can get an idea of upcoming events, changes, news, and so much more happening in Plymouth. Plymouth has anything you could ever need more with over a hundred shops, apparel stores, eateries, all surrounding Kellogg Park and encouraging you to take full advantage of the downtown walkability. There are so many amazing restaurants in downtown Plymouth that I honestly can't single any of them out because they are just so unique and offer such a diverse food selection. I will say though that the city does appreciate their Italian cuisine with several pizza and Italian eateries. But if you were to twist my arm, I think I'd have to go with Campari's on the park. It's a very authentic, family-owned and operated Italian restaurant right off Main Street. Campari's was voted among the top 25 best pizzas in Metro Detroit by the Detroit Free Press, which is a pretty good accomplishment since pizza places seem to be a dime a dozen out here. Moving over to the fifth point on this list, the schools. For those of you that don't know, Plymouth Community Schools is tacked on with Canton and Salem High School and is known as PCEP or PSEP, Plymouth Canton Educational Park, and these are all smacked into one campus. So it's safe to say this campus had to do one heck of a job diversifying their curriculum to cater to over 6,000 students. Some students have said you can focus on auto shop, dancing, art, management, and so much more on the campus. The opportunities seem to be endless here. With a school size of this magnitude, there's more opportunity to create relationships during such a crucial time of a kid's life. But on the other hand, you could look at it as being a needle in the haystack of students who attend the school and fly under the radar without actually going out of your way to become known. So depending on how you look at the school's campus, there's some pros and cons to say the least, but all in all, the schools have received great ratings and reviews from not only the students, but the parents of the students who attended the schools as well. Moving on to number six, we have home prices and the cost of living. Over the years, there have been a few complaints about more and more upscale businesses finding their way into Plymouth, from 
boutiques to restaurants. So not only has the Plymouth experience started to cost some more, the real estate prices have followed suit. Taking a look at this chart provided by the multiple listing service, you can see the average sale price for the homes, not only in the city of Plymouth, which is in green, but the township of Plymouth as well in blue. The chart goes back 10 years where these home prices averages were between 180 and $205,000. Fast forward another five years and the price ranges from 295 to $305,000. And jumping forward, another five years to present day you can see Plymouth Township sits at an average price of $420,587 whereas the city of Plymouth is relatively similar just coming in at $420,223 so for those residents who have lived in the area for let's say eight to ten years you can bet the city is looking a little different to them these days but it is very similar across the nation when you look back ten years and account for inflation and things like that I think there is more of a sticker shock in Plymouth because it was always known Known as the little city on the outskirts of Ann Arbor and now the average price point is nearing half a million dollars so yes there is a shock factor to that in terms of the cost of living as a whole this graph from bestplaces.net shows Plymouth is a 124 overall compared to Michigan being an average of 89.6 the two biggest factors that drive the overall as high as it is is housing which I touched on already and transportation I've touched on high car insurance in Michigan in several of my other videos, so I will link those in the description if you want to get a better idea of why that is. I've done several videos formatted this way in the past, but the transportation figure was never that high, even with Michigan's insurance structure. And I would theorize that it has something to do with the lack of public transportation, so getting that service to come to you may be a little bit more costly, which is why the overall is as high as it is. After Thank you as always for listening to my podcast. If you would follow, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on the platform you listen to this on, I would greatly appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next episode.